branches of sixes and then so that's why they're always and which helped me because i was like i always wonder how many lines when i'm trying to draw a snowflake if i do three intersecting lines or four <laughs> and now i know mathematically it's always got to be three because they always have six so it's really cool but there were two um you know i don't think you're like excited enough about the fact that they found two identical snowflakes Susie. i'm so excited about this but i have <laughs> already like my enthusiasm about this was eight weeks ago when i discovered this article <laughs> and then i've been trying to find it ever since i don't understand why it's so difficult and i just keep coming back to ones that are are not the one I'm looking for. I, uh, yeah. I have to go on a deeper, deep dive, but you know. I mean, I just, this is shaking the foundation of my worldview. I mean, this was right. a lie told to all of us. Yes, and it was in the same storm class. So they looked at, at oh they God. looked at them within, and I don't know, I can't remember. Oh, it says how they did it, and it's really cool. And I imagine it being something like from the movie Twister. <laughs> Do you, do you think that they were just, like, making that shit up all along? Like, there's probably not two identical, and who's ever going to test it? So let's just go with it. Yeah. And now and they we probably, know they were like, lying. Well, you know, it's like you take a... Uh, this is... Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> this is the importance of sample size. Oh. Small so they sample got real size, big on this one. Not... They don't have enough... They're not looking at a big enough uh, a group of snowflakes, right? Oh my god, they were just fucking lazy all this time, and then it turns and out like they're all yeah. identical, basically. So it's kind of like if you said lobsters are only red, and right. then you found one of those blue ones, which is one in two million. Yeah. So I'm sure I don't even know what the numbers are. <sighs> I'll have mm-hmm. to like I don't know in the commercial break do a quick Google search. Well, that's really cool, though. I'm I'm yeah. glad you told me that so, information. So while while it's snowing, you can like I'll say tell that. Lincoln. Yeah. Well, because and today this actually leads to what I wanted to talk about today. So as you probably have noticed, my house has a lot of windows, and in my bedroom, it's just like a wall of windows, and then in the middle is like where our TV is. Mm-hmm. And we were watching this show on Netflix. <sighs> Um, well, it was snowing in the windows, so it's flurrying outside. And then we're watching this show called Alone on Netflix. Oh, we're, and they're in the Arctic, and it's a reality show. They're competing I to love survive, it. and it felt like we were there. Lincoln was like, "Oh my wow. god, it's snowing!" And we're watching. Okay, I full four D experience. It really was. That's and so I can picture it. It is so cool. I cannot get over this show. Like, oh my gosh. I thought we were fully desensitized from all reality sort of super fandom. But I this show this. is so awesome, Sarah. You have to watch it. Susie, I have seen it. It's oh. great. <laughs> I, you know, but I, ha- it's so good. And this is one of those where, like, your husband and I have, like, shared interest in television shows. Like, I'm all about this other show called Dual Survivor, which I guarantee he will love. What's and that? if he doesn't. Uh, uh, Discovery Channel too, but that's a, a side story. So let's stick to this, or else I'll go down a, a <laughs> rabbit hole. But Alrighty. yeah, it's the the it, there's so much at stake, or, or not at stake, but at play here. We've got like yes. survival, uh, mm-hmm. isolation. Yep. Um, you know, slowly being driven mad by yes, like, Sarah. You know, come on, tell me everything, Suze. What you, you love? Well, have you talked about that show on this show? No. Okay. 
Because I was like, did it's too busy to talk about ninety this? day. N- what is the? What's the one? What's the one? Uh, what's the one where they switch? They go. They go. They <laughs> they from some. I always forget the name of this right. freaking show. There's like so many of them though. That one where they what? Not no. I was gonna say wife swap. Were they from another? I can't remember. But I don't know. Okay. Anyways. Well, again, see, this is what happens if I change subject. Okay, so in the the one the season that's on Netflix, which is the one I watch, is season six, and they are in the Arctic. I mean, it's essentially like Yukon, I think, Canada, and um, there are ten contestants, and they put them out in the wilderness, but all like miles and miles apart, so they're completely alone, Mm -hmm. and they're allowed to bring ten survival items, Mm -hmm. and then. That's it. And oh my they are filming themselves, so they have the camera equipment with them. It's not like there's a whole crew there. Yeah. And um, I just thought, well, this is going to, I'm just letting Adam watch this and I'm just going to tolerate it. Yeah. It was so good. Oh, I love this. This is like, this is the best. This is like when Susie says she doesn't want a pet. And it doesn't like, you know, and then she gets just like, I love it. It's my favorite little thing. I start doing a baby voice. Yeah. Right. Yes. I love this. I am so impressed with it because they create a show that is, of course, entertaining because watching someone truly try to survive in the Arctic wilderness is insane. But... All of the things that you named are part of what makes it so compelling. The idea of being completely alone Mm. and isolated. And I was really fascinated with how, you know, you think people with like a strong family bond, like they have Mm -hmm. kids and a wife and they have all this motivation to win the half million dollar prize. Oh, I didn't even know that there was half a million dollar prize. What actually happens a lot of the time is that they end up quitting because Mm. they miss their family. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. See, I've just like, t- I've never committed to an entire season enough to mm-hmm. like know the story. Yeah. I've like just like popped in here and there and been like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. I am, this is so cool. I didn't even think about that or know that. You know what? It actually made me think of you. I brought this up during one of the episodes to Adam. I said, this is interesting because I feel like one of the reasons Sarah did really well on the challenge each time is because she didn't have like, this sort of family life that would draw her back. Like your right. mom's all in Costa Rica. You don't, right. you're not talking to your dad. Your brothers are just like doing their own thing. And so I remember asking you, like, who did you call on your day that you could call a family member? And you're like, oh, I didn't, or they didn't answer. I just left a message. Yeah. And I'd be like, I called you. Care. <laughs> right. You called me once. I did. <laughs> like all season of uh oh what is it battle of uh, uh no what was that it? was rivals three rivals three yeah Just, you were my only call <laughs> didn't really want to call my then husband at the time so yeah like i feel like it may it shed some light on what what was helpful to you which is like you were just fine being there and you weren't missing yeah. anybody in particular and right it, it can help you when you're yeah. in a situation like that because you would mm-hmm. expect it to be the opposite, like oh, they want to bring home the money to their kids, or right that whatever. that would be motivation. But it would have to be a situation where it was so dire, like you needed yeah. that money so bad. It, it would be like, what's the trade off? You know, right? And now, like I think back and and on the challenge, it was when I will say that I was more hesitant when you know, there was the thought of family at home and it affected how risky, how I was, but I don't know if that just came Mm -hmm. with age. That might also be with age, but. Well, and if you're in an elimination and there's a little tiny part of you that's like kind of wants to go home. Yeah. I miss my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Those things can make or break you. And so that was interesting. And then like the women on this show. Yeah. I'm. I'm telling you, like, these people truly are surviving. Like, they have to catch squirrels and rabbits. Yeah, and- can you tell me a little bit more about what the first episode is like when they're... So, pe- what are people bringing that that qualifies, like, are we talking... Like, I'm more most interested in their shelter, especially in a there place was such like that. A, there was such a wide range of them. So, like, 
this one guy, we were joking like, oh, this guy made like a mid-century modern A-frame. Like, like he was sitting pretty and he, when he left, he was just like, you know what? I'm good. I'm just going to go. He wasn't even struggling. Meanwhile, other people are like crying out like a primal cry of hunger. And he was just like, fine. So some of them have like proper cabins that they create from wood and other people just like have a tarp teepee or something like oh no you gotta you gotta shelter like you gotta create (laughs) shelter i would be like lincoln log in that place (laughs) that's what some of them do and it's like they create insulation with pine needles yes moss it's dude i can fucking do that bonkers because yeah. what was that show you t- said recently that you were like, I should go on there? Yep. Uh, what was the, that one? The uh, race one. World's Toughest Race. Yes. The, yep. Eco Challenge. And right. hey, guess what? Uh, I don't know if they're listening right now, but shout out to the twins that were on that show because they follow me and uh, have <laughs> tweeted at us and, about the podcast. Okay. See? They need to come on 15 Minutes of Blame. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll totally. That would be okay. fun. Yep. Because I I'm love write to that learn down. the behind the scenes on those shows. Yes. Oh my gosh. And they are badass. They've like climbed Mount Everest. They're the first twins to climb Mount Everest. Wow. First yeah. twins. Yeah. And girls, um, ladies. But seriously, like Saving when I lives. do think about that part of the, um, yeah. like that show um, yeah. in the Arctic, like no. The teeth brushing? No shower, no toothbrush, no anything mm. like that. You know, I think it resets. Yeah. I was thinking about this after I read the book, uh, Wild. Oh. Because I think that it's like, um, it's like a detox. Yeah. We've spent, Mm -hmm. that that it's maybe a response, you know, your hair becomes greasy because we dry it out. Look, I, when Mm -hmm. I had really oily skin when I was younger, I was using products that dried my skin out. And that then when I started using products that put back the oil, it like rebalanced itself and then you know, all right. gravy, baby. Yeah. And I, and it, when you spoke last episode about the hierarchy of needs, I was thinking about mm-hmm. the show because like, <gasps> they're yes. not like worried about the extra stuff. They're like, where can I get calories and Ab- they'll eat anything? Absolutely. You know, oh my God, that's a really good point. Cause that that is, I want to see, let me pull it up. I have the hierarchy of needs. I'm interested in see. So like at the bottom, phys, uh, physiological, so food, water, warmth, and rest. Right. And then the next basic one, security and safety. Mm-hmm. And so I, maybe in the security and safety, like maybe you get security, even like emotional security and safety from your family. So when that, when you're deprived of that, the other things above it, belongingness and love needs, so like intimate relationships and friends, then esteem needs, prestige and feelings of accomplishment. So mm-hmm. those aren't even important. The esteem needs, the feelings of accomplishment, I want to win, not even important. And the top one, self-actualization or achieving one's full potential, including creative ideas, like can't even be met if we don't have the basics. Right. Do you feel like you would do well on a show like that? Like, Do you think you're really good at surviving in that kind of environment? You know, I I was thinking you were going to ask me that, and so I was starting to like think up my response, prep, your answer. prep my answer, and I was thinking about quickly answering yes because I love alone time. But then I was like, wait a sec, it's there's a difference between being away from people mm-hmm. and connected and alone without connection. Mm-hmm. So we are plugged in. You have, we have distractions, you know, like imagine just, I know for a lot of people, even just going to bed at night with no noise, like it's quiet. My God. I just read this article about the billion dollar, um, white noise industry. Oh, for real. Like we, yeah. uh, you know how many white noise machines we have in our clinic and we had right. in my op- like, so it's very important and people need that. We've gotten so used to I, I wonder if it's it mm-hmm. the attention span and because we've just become accustomed to things flashing in front of our face I, all day. I do think so. Yeah, we need that or it feels like like wh- the thing I'm most terrified of. Well, not the thing. Ugh, relax, Sarah. But uh, <laughs> a thing I'm terrified of are those um, 
what are they called? Hyperbaric chambers, the one or sensory oh, deprivation yeah, the, chambers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Though I, I, because I don't want to, I don't know. Yeah. It's unsettling. It's well, like too quiet. I do think that the screen situation is so disruptive to like the circadian rhythms and for sure self-soothing. <laughs> so Whew. I can see why people need white noise. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you combine that, like, that's one of the other reasons with my, my apartment was just so awful is that living on a busy street and then the lights outside, you know, when I, when we read that book for the book club, uh, I think it was chasing the sun. It was about sleep, about sleep or light and sleep and things like that. And how there are cities now where they don't allow those led lights in places where there are bedrooms or, you know, any kind of like apartment living close because it's so disruptive to sleep. And we got like neon, like right out our window is like the freaking Las Vegas strip. So I think about just like the quality of sleep improving, you know, add it to the list of grievances, but yeah, you know, it's there's a, a lot problem. to that. So maybe that would be nice to be in uh, nature to not have all that. But I think that might be d- really difficult for, like, do we like being alone and just being able to do what we want to do uninterrupted or, which is great. I love that. I'm down yeah. for that. I could like, I could keep busy for a long time. Right. But it was, if it's I interesting I though, the spectrum of how people do cope with oh. things like that. And yeah. when you can sort of start to see that they're losing their marbles and that they're even aware that they're losing their marbles. Okay. How many weeks is it? Well, it's till the last person's there. Oh it could be my years. God. <gasps> right. That makes no. it worse too, because there's no like oh, set end date. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I Have I watched the show? Fuck. <laughs> Like, so geez. like you know the oh, one that person honestly might made all the days. blood leave and yeah. just like rush out of my body. You well, don't ever like, know if the other person. This yeah. is like the fucking Hunger Games without the cannons. Yeah, they do. They don't tell them like, oh, you, there's only two people left. Nothing like that. They don't have any idea how long it could Stop. go. Stop. You just yeah. go in as long. <gasps> ah! No wonder they turn in. Somebody just might be like, fuck it. I'm just going to be a recluse for forever. What, one thing that made me sad though was like, oh my so, god, I seriously like that. Give that makes me feel so. Uh, I I don't know why that idea. Well, because you know when you're on the challenge, we always know th- roughly the last day, or the last you know week or so. So <sighs> there's a sense of like we just have to make it this much further, this much further. And like when you run a marathon, you think, yeah. well, I only have two miles left or whatever. They don't have that. <sighs> Well, and you know, we hate the feeling of regret so much. Could you imagine mm-hmm. if you stayed out there for like two yep. years and then you come back in and you find out everybody quit after six months? Well, no, after the second to last person quits, then they let the final, the winner know. Oh, okay. So like they fly in their family oh. and Okay. So I feel the second to last person. Oh, so like they when don't you're have the somebody final- ending up there for forever. Yeah, when you're the final person, they tell you. But, like, it made me sad. So the women were so impressive, um, you know, just because there's more challenges if you're small in stature or Yeah, or how about have a period? Yeah, right. But I'm sure they stopped getting them. You know how that goes Mm. when you don't eat enough and stuff. You don't get a period. Oh, my God. Like, the one lady... She was doing so great, and then they do a med check. I guess it's every day or every couple of days to make sure that they're not going to die or anything. Like their vitals are all okay. Yeah, and they okay. were just like, "Yeah, your your BMI is too low. You gotta, we can't let you continue." And she was like, "What? No!" Like she wanted to keep going. Oh my god! Stuff like that makes me sad wow. because that's worse for women because they tend to be smaller. Yeah. Oh gosh. So how long do you, is the average contestant oh – God, I could talk about this show for forever. I can't wait to go watch this. Uh, how long would you say they're out there for? You know, So the season like, – well, the... um, I don't want to give it away, but like months. Oh, months. Okay. okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I see. Okay. I mean the winner Ooh. was there for several months. Okay. <sighs> Can you imagine? Man. The Arctic. No, because I hate the cold so much – it is I, that there's nothing worse because you can't like hot. There's a 
there's only so hot, I feel like, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a way to escape heat. You just pour, I don't know, whatever. It seems like that's fine. But cold, oh, that makes you do crazy things, I think, too. Yeah. So does the heat. Who knows? It's like all terrible. I would not. <laughs> I, well, zero thing, out of 10, you- do not recommend. But also, okay, and then I'll wrap it up because I know I'm talking about it too much. But no, I love it. it. It makes you wonder how we ever survived as a species. Oh. Now, I get that we, that's part of, I was talking about how part of what makes this show so difficult is you're on your own. So everything falls on you. Whereas we used say, to be, you know, in it. groups and yeah. tribes or whatever. And so that made me think about what everyone's going through now with COVID <gasps> and how oh. we're being kept away from our tribes and our communities and so how detrimental that is for um well-being absolutely we're social creatures connection that's why i'm so glad we have this show in our our weekly live because it allows us to connect at least for a little bit oh gosh because you gotta find it where you can because it's so fundamental to the human psyche yes and so when that's taken away i mean things go terribly wrong Mm-hmm. But anyway, if you if yeah. you're up for it, you Ooh. should watch because it's really fascinating. Super cool human behavior and our all all the way our brains work and stuff like that. Okay, moving on. I love it. Um, okay, so I read this article about how you know how we talked about we are predicting a baby boom. Yes, for brainiacs and everything. Yes. and I was reading about how. A lot of people during COVID, in addition to like adopting pets, started to want more kids. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because like oh. kids represent hope and, you know, like an optimism. Are you sure it's not just some biological urge to pro- continue the species because we're seeing people die at mass numbers? Gosh, that I is mean, so much worse. I didn't want maybe. to go there, but I thought maybe that was going to be. What do I know about anything? I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's a. It's. What are other people saying? Well, I guess boredom. No, because the article I was reading was just like talking about how they're not getting enough sperm donation at the clinics to keep up with demand, and so I was just trying to think like why. What oh. is it about this period that makes people want to have babies? And I thought it was just like a desire for hope. I mean, but a, a hope for what? Because it's that, like a hope well, for the future because that kind of answers that question in a more like, uh, in a very, I don't know, clin- not clinical, but like black and white kind of way. Well, you know how like, when you tell someone you're pregnant or when you find out your friend is pregnant or something, uh, you're so happy for them. Why are we happy for them? Because it's like hope. I don't know. It's like yeah. the next thing. It's the next generation. The species shall continue. I don't yeah, know. That to- I, I'm totally in agree. I think that's it. The species yeah. shall, shall continue. And we, yeah. it, it, it doesn't, it, man- it manifests like in our emotions as hope. But yep. I think that that oh, primal urge the is the root is because I have that feeling of, well, it's now or never. Yeah. You know, right. and it feels like, like you, this, your, your, uh, I know how safe it is right now. I don't know how safe it will be in the future. Right. Let's do this right now. Well, and kids also represent potential. You know how we say to yes. kids, you can be anything you want to be. Yeah. Um, so I think there's that too. But it, Yeah, what, absolutely. It's so hopeful. I did not mean to put, put brain on that no, no, lovely, no. hopeful parade. I just, I know? That was, that's, uh, look at us. We're both like, oh, what do I, this Who is cares? what we've learned. We've learned we like know nothing. <laughs> like, I don't know. We don't know. Okay. We don't know. But what I, what, what fascinated me was... Mm-hmm. How, so if you have anyone that's ever used one of these sperm donation clinics, fertility clinics, like as I do with a lot of my uh, lesbian friends, it's really annoying how the FDA regulates the sperm. So they have to quarantine it for six months before it can be used by the couple or the person. And for what? 
they treat it the same as donating any human tissue. And that's apparently the rule if you're donating some kind of tissue. Is that human tissue? Yeah. But I don't that, know why. That's really uh, creeping in on my, like, I already think that biting my nails is a form of cannibalism. I don't need to know about <laughs> human tissue. What about Army Hammer's DMs? Dude. <laughs> Dude. I have. I am not okay. So much to say. Should I just, we talk about it? Oh, my God. Let's. Tell me everything that you think. Okay, well, if you're not up to speed, (laughs) Army Hammer allegedly wrote all these DMs to one or more people, like sexting, but it was like super kink, like blood, (sighs) cannibalism, rape, fantasies, BDSM, all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's fucking bonkers. And I don't mean to kink shame, but it really was. (laughs) Well, it, it... I think it, what it creeps on by, by the text that I read was yeah. a, a, something that hinted at non-consensual. Like, Absolutely. She, so that is the part, at least the ones that I saw, because I did not do a deep dive. I couldn't. I did not have the mental space for <laughs> reading <laughs> for all of those. For, no, I could not. I mean, first of all, the name Army Hand... Yeah, is we this, have problems with him outside of this. Is this just one of those? You give him an army hammer. Like who? It's, Remember, it's, we it's, learned about it on this show. I think what? you're the one that yeah. told me how, like, his grandpa bought Arm and Hammer because his name was Arm and Hammer. <gasps> oh yeah. Okay. Remember? Yeah. So, and Ren and I were like, "This is some white guy shit." Yeah, absolutely. We said that. We're like, "This is when you have two. You have." too much access to too much power things have been too fucking easy and you are too fucking bored you're absolutely right you're absolutely right this Uh uh-huh yep like okay it's one thing like i know that some people have these rape fantasy things and whatever but it when it was combined with the cannibalism stuff right and like i want to like chew on your beating heart or something i don't remember what it it's isn't that like ownership and like 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 Domin- it's it's very it's a know, lot it's a lot Ugh. and i don't know what what he was thinking because if you put that in in writing <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. that's where did this all business. go down where did this all instagram it- instagram mm-hmm. it's like they want to get caught mm-hmm and it's not, is he even, tr- the thing that made me suspicious is that there's not even a statement coming out of like, this he is did, a fake. He did, did he? Mm-hmm. Oh, look how behind I am. What did he say? Well, he was supposed to make a film with, I forget the, oh, oh Jennifer, yeah, mm-hmm. J-Law. And he. Or J-Lo. No, it's Jennifer. J-Lo. Oh, J-Lo, okay. And he quit the film and mm. said, he didn't specifically say they were lies, but he said that, you know, it was like. I think he said spurious and like, I forget. He was using all these words where it was like, are you saying they're not uh, true uh, or that they are you true? You mean by he's using those words, you mean his PR publicist or PR <laughs> right. person slash lawyer Wes. is using those words? Yeah, right. <laughs> My thesis oh, is. Yes. Let me iterate on that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but it's just bonkers. Yeah. But I don't Isn't think- that crazy when that gets lost in the mix mm-hmm. of all the other insane stuff going on right now yeah so you know, it, just buyer beware if you if he slides into your dms just know that it might be a little crazy yeah he that's wow okay so yeah the fda um regulates sperm that's donated that's so through weird. an official fertility clinic so what a lot of people are doing and have historically done is just like take matters into their own hands like if you want to have yeah. sex or whatever with somebody, what's the famous couple who and the turkey baster? Is uh, that um, Ka- Melissa Etheridge? Uh, yes, Melissa Etheridge. Yeah. Oh yeah, with uh, David Crosby was her. Yes, dad. yes. Um, yeah, and so you can like, yeah, you can do the turkey baster thing, inseminate yourself. You could have sex, which they call, I think, natural donation. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have heard that. I think I studied this in school. This is like ringing oh, a bell okay. of like the types of 
you know, alternative yeah. ways that people do this. Wow, we really have regulated that, and that's kind of messed up. Yeah, and it's it's not right. Like, I just feel like making people wait six months and then forcing the donor to do blood tests, and and then they limit the donation to, like, 20 families sometimes or less because they say they don't want any widespread genetic issues, which seems yeah, but like if, a weird if you thing. Lived in a, if you lived in a small town and there was one sperm bank and this guy was <laughs> impregnating every single woman, all right, all and right. then, like, I've seen that episode of Law and Order. <laughs> Special victims and what, like what is the genetic implication, though? Well, the what happened Everyone will in be this, a hemophiliac or what? No, what happened in this? It, no, what happened in this episode? <laughs> and this is just a tell on TV. And is that uh, they had the same sperm donor, and they were the, one. A girl started dating a guy from another high school, and turns out they're brother and sister. Oh. Well, and genetically related. So, all right, all right. And Maybe that's like, a good thing. And they didn't even know. And then they were like horrified. Oh. And it was all. Oh, God. That's you gross. Know. Army right. Hammer would love that. God. Everything is you weird. It's weird, though. There were, here's where the statistics were in terms of who is getting inseminated. Um, okay. 20, it's, now, do the math here 20% straight couples, okay. 60% gay women, yeah, and 20% single women. So that's 100%. What about straight single men and gay couples, men? They're not doing any of... Oh, I guess... Well, it's the adoption. Wait, I was thinking of adoption. They do have to... They are missing one one very important thing, you know, (laughs) being like a womb. So Wait a minute. Wait. Oh, yeah. And maybe there's 0.1% that's uh, a trans couple that may be... Or whatever no, you're the small totally percentage. right. So I, thinking, I I understand what you're saying though. No, but I was because, like, why aren't like, they including any men in this? Oh, they don't have typically don't have uterus. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I totally. But you know what? I appreciate the passion and how we're, we're like <laughs> and it. another thing. You know. So like we're we're like our our default <laughs> is is <laughs> blame the patriarchy. That I may have I may have <laughs> revved you up for that or primed you. For no. That. Sarah, that's the sad thing. When I made my notes for this episode, I was like getting mad. Uh, I was getting mad about it. Like, I am sorry, but there is a percentage of gay men who also want a baby. I wasn't thinking who need about to the be mechanics. inseminated. No, I wasn't thinking about the mechanics of it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm oh, sure God. they just usually recruit somebody because that's like, that's kind of weird that it's like. Well, I it guess doesn't the, go the other direction. So are the, in the 20% single women then, are they including women that get inseminated for gay men yeah. or straight single men? Yeah, I have questions okay. about that too because then if you're – because it's a, is it a different facility or clinic if you're right. – it's not a sperm bank if you're a gay couple because you have the sperm. Right. So you're not going to they a just donor. Do that at the you just need the – so you're going to a fertility clinic and you're getting a – Surrogate. <clears throat> oh my Sur- God, that's surrogate. so funny. It's a surrogate situation. <sighs> that was great. Or adoption. Yes. Yeah. You know. I, I would so love mad. to adopt kids. Would you? Like later. Like after, you know, I could. I feel like I, I would too would like if to. they didn't make it so friggin' difficult. Yeah. Like yeah, I find, I always think about our Brainiac Kimmy who... Um, is adopted and she talks about it in our huh. book club meeting sometimes and how it's so complicated. Like when people want to meet their biological parents, but the parents don't want to be all that stuff is very, the ethics of yeah. it, I find very complicated. Yeah. Well, I think, I think as our, uh, understanding or acceptance of yeah. alternative families, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it widens or yes. grows, then so and our normalization of those kind of families, then when you yeah. take away the element of shame, mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of those things. It's like, yeah, okay, I was adopted and, you know. Yeah. And then we know how to work with things like attachment, um, you know, stuff from childhood and, and things like that. Yeah, And understand right. that on a, on a deeper level. So when people have those feelings, they can do things like come to Sarah the therapist. Yeah. You're right. Associate therapist. Because I think it's such a beautiful thing, adoption. And then I always feel like, I wish it wasn't so complicated and expensive and stuff like that. I, there's, I love, 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 
Like if 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 ever I'm on like a doom scroll sesh that's just like taking me to a dark place, I love <laughs> to do what I call a, a palate cleanse with a uh, a little video um, uh, of oh, the people who like the children who give their parents the adoption letters like like you're my parent for christmas and stuff like that mm, yeah oh my god like a spe- like oh it br- it's just like the sweetest and the parents are so happy and they're like oh you've always been my child and that, like it's just like i'm like oh faith in humanity <laughs> restored so <laughs> right sometimes you do have to remind yourself like not everyone is garbage yeah yeah, and now like there's so there is so much love, and you know, isn't it sweet, Mister Rogers? Always look for the helpers. <sighs> I know. I I tweeted once though, like whenever there was another mass shooting or something, I was like, you know what? I'm getting really tired of looking for the helpers. Oh, you know, that's like so sometimes true. I get mad that we even have to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's like the that is well, oh, yeah, that is a little well. I guess it's like the after stuff, but hey, speaking oh, of. So sad. I mean, sadly, speaking of mass shootings, I read this article it was from 2006 and it was by our beloved John Ronson, who's mm-hmm. a wonderful writer. And he, I think it was in The Guardian, and it was about this town in Alaska called North Pole, North huh? Pole, yeah. Alaska. Mm-hmm. And in North Pole, Alaska, it is Christmas 365 days a year, and everybody in the town is obsessed with Christmas and it's like their identity. And it was such an interesting article because he was, he had read about a Columbine style plot that some of the youth in the town were, were doing. Mm -hmm. And then they got caught and got in trouble, of course. And he went there to investigate it and sort of talk to the people in the town about it. And like, you wouldn't expect this to be in the same article about North Pole, Alaska, but they're yeah. describing how it's Christmas all the time. Everyone, it's like the movie Elf. Treat every oh. day like it's Christmas. I, yeah. And then they even have this like. I see where we're going. Like tobacco shop or something where all the letters to Santa go. And they have to respond to these letters to the kids. Mm-hmm. And they train 12-year-olds to write the letters in response. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, like, it's toxic positivity, basically. There's no room for any other emotion. Sadness, right. And And it gets bottled up. mm -hmm. And he connected it to the way these kids had this outburst or whatever plot. Because they just, like, wanted to be... interesting article. Yeah, right? Because I was like, where is this story going? Wow. I love it's like a metaphor or like whatever. Right. I I don't know, whatever that is. Because you're not allowed to admit that you don't like Christmas. Um, You have to write the... Like a lot of 12-year-olds still probably think there is a Santa. And Mm -hmm. so like they have to tell the kids, like not only is there not a Santa, but you're the one writing the letters back to these little kids. Oh gosh! <laughs> You're welcome. That that I uh, wow. Isn't that weird? That, you know, we have to like look at things like that. These are case studies, is what mm-hmm. it is. It's like a mm-hmm. case study that then you can take what is learned and apply this to in a, like a bigger way. Right. These concepts you combine that. I think about when we talked about the heavy metal music and what people like that and then what you know and it's like there isn't room for that kind of male and (sighs) this is why i get into things you know when we get obsessed with things like tiger king or uh wild wild country any kind of fringe uh subculture you think well what's the point of learning about that it's just a weird anomaly but they teach us a lot about human behavior and psychology yeah well, that's that's like what it's always like with the brain and with uh, you know I always it oh I feel like so many different studies reference Phineas Gage, the man who had the um, railroad stake go through his frontal lobe and it affected his personality and everything like that. So we know that. Oh right. Yeah, and there was oh right he became was, a totally different person. Yes, and there was a point mm-hmm. that I was making with this, but I like totally lost the connection because now I'm thinking of like that story 
what were we just talking? My brain like did a just full... these extreme examples teach us a lot. Oh about. yes, yes, yes. Thank you. And we learned. Thank you. I like that was like too many cars in the parking lot. My brain <laughs> didn't know where to put the information. So we learn uh, so much about the functions of the brain. Like we know about personality and and the, and what happens or where personality takes place in the brain. Even I think this happened in like. Oh, I don't even want to say the date wrong. Like 1901, something crazy long time ago, where we that to, that gave us so much information because it was the the outlet, like it was the mm-hmm. the thing that wasn't normal that showed us what is normal. Exactly. So, yes, outliers yes. really do teach us a lot, and so mm-hmm. isn't there anybody... a book called Outliers by Yes? Is that Malcolm Gladwell? Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah, yeah I think I should so. Read that. Yeah. He loves one-word titles. Yeah. He just does, and it works yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I mean, anybody that has somebody in their life that's sort of that toxic, positive mm-hmm. force where everything's just great all the time. I always talk about my mom. When my mom, on New Year's Day, she, I said, Happy New Year, and she goes, It's going to be the best year ever. And I'm Ooh. like, Mom, it's definitely not. That <laughs> like, is funny. That, yeah, that would... <laughs> Mm, that's a little positive. I talked to my mom about it and she goes, well, you know what they say? Not every year can be your best year. Some years have to be your worst year. Well, and that, that's what struck me about this article is that, so in religious studies, we learn about how, um, and even in psychology, you learn about how in order for something to be joyful, you have to know what it feels like to, to mourn. Yeah. Like, if you're joyful all the time, then you have mm-hmm. nothing to compare it to. So it's really not mm-hmm. joy. The mm-hmm. only way that joy has power is if you've experienced despair. Right. And so Ying if and you have a town that won't allow any kind of negative speech or sadness to be expressed, then nothing's ever really good. Right. If that makes sense. Absolutely. This is why in my child psychology class, they... uh really emphasized that hiding arguments from children does Mm -hmm. not help. They, of course, there's things that they need to not be exposed to. They're adult issues. But if you argue in front of your children, what matters is that they see the resolution. They see that people's feelings are, are validated. They see Mm -hmm. that people are allowed, like you can say, yep, just like how you get mad. Sometimes mommies and daddies get mad too. And sometimes we say the wrong things, but we're trying hard to not do that. And what's Mm -hmm. a better way? How, what do you think would be a better way to talk between mommies and daddies? Well, we wouldn't, or mommies and mommies or daddies. Or, well, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't yell. Oh yeah, you're right. We are going to try to do that next time. You know, Mm -hmm. or like, yeah, when I get really angry, I feel it in my heart and in my chest where do you feel when you get angry and you can teach them that we all have these feelings and like this was not something that i don't think past generations did we just had today lincoln and i and adam were hanging out and he got really upset about a game that he was playing and then we were talking about something else and i was like yeah i have my throat is sore and adam's like yeah my elbow hurts or whatever and i'm like Wink, what's wrong with you? What do you have? And he goes, I have a lump in my throat because I'm going to cry about my game. <laughs> oh, the baby! <laughs> oh, oh no. and look at how he identified because, like, we said that the lump in the throat is usually feeling like you can't speak your truth right. or feeling like you can't oh. communicate. Oh, look at you a- accessing his little kid emotions. God, I can't it's- take it. It's, I mean, we are really, if we can parent, I can't either. It's going to make me tear up and cry because it, we're given a gift to these children if we could do that. Right. It's like different. You're saving them money in therapy down the road for <laughs> Christ's sakes. You know, like if you want your children sure at, at Thanksgiving, if you, probably, who doesn't? Everybody does. Yes. If you want your children at Thanksgiving and Christmas when you are older, uh, when they are older too. Do these little things because oh God, it's like do it. The, it pays out in the long run, and <sighs> it's so sweet. And he talks like that. I just <laughs> love him so much. It's too much. I don't like how much it it is. I don't like that kind of love. It's like overwhelming. I want to just yeah. pull my heart out and like army hammer it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> my mom always used to say that, you know. And I love Ren like. 
in a way that I've never loved another human before. And when he's had like success or when I'm so happy about something that he's accomplished, I get like this super excited, like my mom used to always, she called him love taps, but she would like grab Mm -hmm. our arm and she'd be like, like smack our arm. Like, I just love you so much. Or she'd like have to, I'm like, mom, chill. And I was like, for the first time, I'm like, I have to do, I don't know why. And I was like, I'm just going to squeeze you instead. Oh my God. I can't take it. I don't even have children, please. You know, I'll have to be committed. And also, uh, thank you all who voted on my poll of is buying shoes for a baby I don't have cuckoo crazy. And uh, 63% of you said no. So, I can't believe that so many people thought it was crazy. All Then I got a funny message from somebody who said, anybody who said yes is a terrible human. Yeah. They're a monster. If you wish to be a parent then yeah. I don't see anything crazy about that. No. About and nesting please. in that way. Right. And like, hello, they were a hot deal on Poshmark. And I they are so cute. Those things. They're so cute. I can't even take it. And it was so funny. I had my pair out in the in the hallway and, you know, uh, Ren was like, we were like doing laundry and walking you know, <laughs> through past him all the time. And Ren was like, um, do you want me to move your special shoes somewhere? <laughs> special shoes. I was like, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard of you. Call- and oh, yes, please. Special, and I'm like, right. they are so special. Isn't that funny? Called him my special oh my shoes. God. I was like, Ren's that is so best. sweet. I know he's the best. He is great. <laughs> P.S. Did you end up watching that show on Netflix, Surviving Death? at all no okay not yet oh my god i have not yet it's so funny my mom keeps she sent me all these links recently about because i think she has a client um who is in denial of there being an afterlife but my mom really wants her to open it open up to this and then she Mm -hmm. sent me the same list of links nowhere in there was this netflix movie and i'm like who's gonna tell her who's gonna tell her who's gonna tell her because i don't She'll think she has probably... access to netflix in costa rica if oh. she found finds out she's gonna be like see i told you i told you it's number one like i can i, can, I probably already said this but i'm like waiting for the phone call of mom if you hear this yes you you are very validated and i know you said <laughs> all of this you. stuff t- 10 plus years ago i know you know who all those people are i totally mm-hmm. see you and we all believe yeah, she'll love it because um, the way that it's sort of described, I thought that the whole series was about near-death experiences, which I really, really am fascinated by. Mm-hmm. Anybody that sort of, quote unquote, dies and then comes back and tells what they saw, that's really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But all the episodes after the first one were about like mediums and... Um, oh my God. Which she will love. Oh my gosh. But I, Is she in this less, movie? Is she in No, she could have been. There are lots of Sally Rices in this series, but the the first episode I would highly recommend if you're interested in like those things where people die and see themselves laying on the table or whatever. Yes. Because boy, is that freaking weird. Yeah. My mom says there's been situations where they've put objects in places that would be out of the eyesight of like there's, and they were able to name the objects. Right. There's a lot of what things is where that? it's like question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, I mean, I I still I just saw the preview for it and it had somebody talking about the ant like their relative and animals and signs like that. And after that interaction which with my grandmother, which I know was my grandmother, I'm like, yeah, I'm 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 uh, I mean, I'm never convi- fully convinced of anything these days, but I yeah. I I feel a energy in my heart when thinking about that and that whatever you want that to be yeah and i just think that's really a lovely thing Hmm. and i just i like because i grew up in a church and i no longer am affiliated with a religion i still have that hole in my heart Hmm. that used to be filled with um a church life and faith and so I get excited whenever I hear something that's like maybe scratches that itch a bit. And Mm -hmm. those concepts of when people die and then they're welcomed by this light and they feel this infiniteness where time and space aren't limited to the rules of our three-dimensional world. That's fun. 
It's so fun. Well, and it syncs up with a lot of things like, um, what is that documentary, DMT, The Spirit Molecule? Oh, yeah, yeah. There, it lines up with a lot of things that people say about that, which is like, you tell me, question mark, question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Another I don't have dimension. the answers. I, just I, like I think Interstellar is the closest we come to the answers. I'm going to have to fucking watch that. You Susie Meister Butler <laughs> Louise. <laughs> Susie Louise Meister Butler Marie. <laughs> all of your names. All hyphenated. All of them. All of them. I am telling you, I was at the edge of my seat all the right. whole time. And then I was mad that I didn't see it earlier. Oh, all right, you know those right. feelings? Look at that. I, I love when you're it. like mad at me, but fine. <laughs> but it's like you're gonna. I can't wait. And Adam's gonna love it. Yeah, for sure. Let's wind it down. Oh, I'm gonna watch it again tonight. How about how yeah, Sarah like totally blew my mind by saying oh. snowflakes are identical? <laughs> right. Oh my god. Who knew that would be the first thing you'd say here? You know. And Susie's telling us about. A land where it's Christmas all the time, but that might not be the jolliest and merriest Yeah, thing. it sounds good, but question mark about that. Yeah. We're learning about the perils of living in the Arctic on your oh own. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, Army Hammer's... Um, questionable. Questionable and maybe... Kinks. Sperm is tissue? <laughs> It's, according to the FDA, it is. Yeah, we're left with more questions than answers on this yeah. one. But good we learned subjects. A lot. Yes. Good work, everybody. Good work. Oh. <sighs> Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Yeah. Subscribe. Tell a friend. It means the world. Don't forget to tag us, too, and buy our merch, please. Oh, my gosh. We're yes. trying to make oh, a living I over saw here. you post the, um, the sports bra. Yeah. I cannot rave enough about the sports bra material. For yeah, people right. who are like, quality. is it see-through? Is it something? Oh, no. no. I have given it the nip test. <laughs> it, it, and because it has a print, you can't see. Like, it, it makes it so it like, you know, it's like, it's a good deal. Check yeah, it out. Supportive. I love that. Super sportive. Great material. And we'll see looks cute time. with like a big chambray shirt over it and like high-waisted leggings. I can see the outfit now. And like <laughs> cute van. And probably my special vans. Oh, my God. My special shoes. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.